0: President was a
1: meltdown. Sad to say.
2: Okay. So that's Nancy Pelosi's interpretation of a big meeting that went on yesterday uh, in which he at some point said, I hate I hate ISIS more than you do. And she said, you don't know that. At some point, she 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 walks out. At some point, she stands up and points at him. The pictures are out for both of them. But more on that later. It has to do with the letter that came out yesterday.
1: And boy, the politics of today are wearing me out. Me and a lot of people. Well, this is pretty entertaining. We'll get to the transcript here in a little bit. Yeah, good, super, super. So the letter the President of the United States wrote to uh, President Erdogan, the dictator of Turkey, on the whole uh, mess with the, 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 the Kurds and the Syria and the invasion and the rest of it. Dear Mr. President, let's work out a good deal! Exclamation point. You don't want to be responsible for slaughtering thousands of people, and I don't want to be responsible for destroying the Turkish economy, and I will. I've already yes. given you a little sample with respect to Pastor Brunson. I don't know the background on that. That was that American pastor had been held for quite a while in Turkey, and we hit him with sanctions, and oh, they right. I go right. yeah. I've worked hard to solve some of your problems. Don't let the world down. You can make a great deal. General Mazlum, that's the, the Kurdish guy is willing to negotiate with you, and he is willing to make concessions that they would never have made in the past. I am confidentially enclosing a copy of his letter to me just received. History will look upon you favorably if you get this done the right and humane way. It will look upon you forever as the devil if good things don't happen. Don't be a tough guy. Don't be a fool. I will call you later. Sincerely, Donald J. Trump.
2: Don't be a tough guy. Don't be a fool. Gotta turn that into a song.
1: Yeah, I will yeah. call you later. Um, and they invaded, uh, They, according to the Turkish ambassador, who I just heard this morning talking, she said, yeah, we ignored it, uh, partly because of the tone of it. She said, no, we just ignored it. The tone being threatening? She said it was incredibly lacking in diplomatic something or other. It just—it wasn't a serious letter, was her point. She was like, "What? What? Don't be a fool. Don't be a tough guy. No, forget it. I got, we did what we needed to
2: do." I got more on this, uh, but I'll save it for later. Um, Susan Powers, Barack Obama's ambassador to the UN, has a new book out, and uh, Tom Friedman reviewed it in the New York Times and talked about how he, Tom Friedman, and she, Susan Powers. Have come to view the world a lot differently over recent decades on how much of a role the United States can have in fixing some of these problems. Hmm. That I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I'll bet. That fits into this. But more on that later, because we got to get to the derailed White House meeting that happened yesterday, and it, it some of this there is not in dispute. Clearly the 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 the, the meeting was contentious and, and came off the rails to a certain extent. Who blew up and who stormed out, I don't know. The New York Times, of course, is quoting all Democrats on this. Sure. With their uh, transcript. I'm using my finger quotes. So they're getting... But they, the New York Times says the White House did not dispute their account. So apparently they got a hold of the White House and said, Hey, this is how we see it. And they said, That's fine with us. So I'll just read it to you. You know, a White House meeting has gone off the rails when the President of the United States and the Speaker of the House cannot agree over a precise insult, one called the other. According to Speaker Nancy Pelosi, President Trump called her a third-grade politician... During a combative meeting with congressional leaders about uh, the worsening situation in Syria, the White House and Senator Chuck Schumer of New York all say now Trump said third-rate politician. So <laughs> this is n- an
1: odd disagreement.
2: Well, it's old. It's it's pretty simple to understand. It's old people. The old people who are sitting further away, Nancy Pelosi and 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 Stoyer, whatever his name is, they're all so old. What did he say? Steny Hoyer. Third grape. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the third rape? What? Shouting match at the rest home! Shouting match at the rest so home! Some the people over on Trump's side of the
2: table heard third No, he said third grade. But regardless, it was an insult. Uh, and at one point, Ms. Pelosi informed the president, all roads with you lead to Putin. Which I thought was Oof. an interesting thing to bring back up. Wow. And so, reading from the New York Times, and again, keeping Moscow in mind... Moscow Mitch keeping in mind this is the New York Times, on day 1,000 of his presidency. Ooh, extra poignant.
1: Oh, things that happen on round-numbered days are extra important. <laughs> Everybody knows that. It's true throughout history. What are you going to do in your first hundred days?
2: Um, The roughly 20-minute meeting yesterday was the first since Democrats began an impeachment inquiry of Mr. Trump. So it's the first time... Trump is and, and Nancy have looked each other in the eye there across the table. It's got to be a little uncomfortable. Since impeachment started. Right. There's some, some raw feelings there. It was a new low, according to the recollections of several Democratic officials who shared details of the meeting. The White House did not dispute their accounts. Mr. Trump began the proceedings in the cabinet room by making it clear that he did not want to be there. They said you wanted this meeting, Trump told the leaders. I didn't want this meeting, but I'm doing it. Several lawmakers replied that the White House had reached out to them in efforts to brief them on the administration's Syria policy. Then Trump began a speech about a nasty letter that he had sent to Erdogan of Turkey, which he said was proof that he had not given the Turks a green light. He then directed Kevin McCarthy to pass around copies of the letter. That's the letter Joe just
1: read. Right. Right. That whole green light narrative is highly dishonest. I agree. I agree completely. And uh, to me, the worst part of it is it treats lightly the risk to American troops. Trump's move might have been a bad one. He might have just kept those guys there, said, no, 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 no. I'm flying over. We're having a meeting. Or Mike Pence is on his way. You're not invading. We're going to talk about this. And if you harm a hair on the head of any American, I'm going to bomb Ankara. Well, even Erdogan would have, you know, held off. I think so. Maybe you think Trump made the wrong move by removing the American troops from possible harm, but that was not a green light. That's been made clear. So back and to the they're meeting. still going with it on the, you know, lefty media.
2: Back to the meeting, Trump walks in and says, "I didn't want this meeting, but you wanted it, so I'm here." Then he ha- then he passes out the letter. They all read it. Apparently, short time later, Miss Pelosi told the president that the. House had passed a bipartisan resolution just moments ago with overwhelming Republican support, the the support that condemns your acquiescence to a Turkish assault. Chuck Schumer tried to appeal to Mr. Trump as a fellow New Yorker who lived through the September 11th terrorist attacks. I told the president, being from New York, uh, that we were particularly aware of the problems of terrorism and ISIS, etc., etc. At Mr. Schumer's mention of General Mattis, who quit last year as Mr. Trump's Secretary of Defense to protest the president's decision to pull out of Syria, Mr. Trump began denigrating the retired four-star general's approach to combating terrorism in the Middle East. Mr. Mattis was the world's most overrated general, Trump told the group. Which is an interesting thing to say. If you ever watched any of of his um, rallies when he was running for president, I mean, that was his whole thing. Mad Dog Mattis. Oh, yeah. But anyway, Mattis was the world's most overrated general, Trump told the group. You know why? He wasn't tough enough. I captured ISIS. Mattis said it would take two years. I captured them in one month. The conversation several Democratic officials said only devolved from there. Again, this is quotes from Democrats, and you have to keep that in mind. Uh, reached a fever pitch after Ms. Pelosi told the president that Russia, which has quickly stepped in to fill the void left by American troops, has always wanted a foothold in the Middle East. It was at this point that she told Mr. Trump that all roads with you lead to Mr. Putin. At another point, Mr. Trump told Ms. Pelosi that he, he cared more about defeating terrorism than she did. I hate ISIS more than you, dude, the president declared. You don't know that, Nancy Pelosi said. What happened next is now a matter of ammunition by both the Democrats and the White House. You're just a politician, Trump told Pelosi. Sometimes I wish you were, Pelosi shot back. Night after night? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Schumer interjected, telling Mr. Trump that name-calling was not necessary. Is that a bad you name? Child? You child. Is that a bad name, Chuck? Mr. Trump then asked. Uh, you're not a politician. You're a third-rate politician or third-grade politician depending Nobody on
1: says third grade politician. No.
2: Nancy Pelosi misheard with her aging years. Oh boy. But I do like that comeback from Trump when he when he tells Nancy Pelosi you're a politician and Chuck Schumer said no need to call names. Oh is that a bad name <gasps> calling somebody a politician? That's
1: hilarious.
2: <laughs> is wow. that a bad name Chuck? You're not a politician, you're a third rate politician. Miss Pelosi stood up to leave but then sat back down. At this point, Steny Hoyer of Maryland, the House majority leader, what's going on? <laughs> who later said said he was deeply offended by the president's treatment of the speaker, said it was time to go. This is not useful, Hoyer said, as he and Ms. Pelosi made for the door. Goodbye, (laughs) the president responded. (laughs) Trump says, goodbye, we'll see you at the polls.
1: Wow, this is not a great way for the world's greatest superpower to... uh... And then It'll be running itself
2: very quickly. The White House, Trump tweeted out a picture of Nancy Pelosi standing up and pointing at him. Trump tweeted it out, and so did she. And then she even made it her picture on her Twitter account. Hmm. Um, in the hours afterward, Democrats and the White House leapt to promote their sides of the story that aren't quite the same. The president was measured, factual, and decisive, while Speaker Pelosi's decision to walk out was baffling but not surprising said Ms. Grisham in a statement, who uh, was, uh, she's the new White House press secretary. I hadn't even memorized her name.
1: Nope. Um, no, I saw a picture of her the other day, and I thought that's the first time I've ever seen her picture or heard her name. The press secretary is just not really a, a factor these days. So according to her, uh, the president was
2: measured and respectful, and um, and uh, Pelosi lost it. Ms. Pelosi said that the, the President Trump melted down with his behavior, and that's why I had to leave. And there you
1: go. That's where we are with that. Ah, uh, back to the whole who slapped the table thing.
2: I find it all fairly entertaining.
1: Y- yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It sounds like both of them more or less that account, so.
1: Right, I think the relationship is at the point where they really need a marriage counselor in the room to mediate. I like Trump saying, goodbye! <laughs> <laughs> See you at the polls. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs>
2: Oh, this is not functional. Uh, boy, I don't know. Whatever it is, it is. It is whatever it is. I'm and I'm not sure what it is. Yes. Yeah. Not the normal. It is what it is. It is whatever it is, and I don't know what it is. Well, it certainly uh, or isn't where it's what leading.
0: it isn't. It, well,
1: <laughs> granted. Where is it leading, though? Mm. So you got Nancy, and oh, we don't have that uh, the Kevin McCarthy clip, do we, handy? I have had more faith in the past uh with the leadership of this country i uh now we'll we'll do that later it's running kind of late but uh all right okay all right okay i just it just it it exhausts me yeah the whole thing that's enough of that for now these (laughs) are wacky times Two male judges shot after a female judge gives middle finger during drunken night out. That sounds like uh,
2: that's 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 fantastic. And we've also got a little redneck theater. Usually we we enjoy maybe. when we get a little tape on something like that. You got a couple of got a guy's wife and girlfriend going at each other. Oh and my! Audio and that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, he so. shouldn't
1: have both, Jack. Stay, that's not right.
2: Stay tuned for that on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: we
0: from San Francisco in just a moment.
2: Al Michaels, the World Series, 1989 today, it's the anniversary, and uh, earthquake happened. Obviously, he wouldn't have had quite the jovial tune if he had known a number of people had just gotten squashed.
1: Yeah, 63 people died, total 3,700, I think, the official injury toll. Um, Yeah, it was was terrible. It was felt all over Northern California and beyond. uh, Deadly consequences and, and horrific damage to property. I've got more... But he was freaked out. I mean, I'm not criticizing Al Michaels. I mean, he was in an impossible position. I've got... my
2: Broadcasting, Joe. Show must go on. Broadcasting. You keep your wits about you. You always assume your mic is on. You carry on until told otherwise. All right, thanks. Um...
1: Somebody jotting this down, these I've, pearls of wisdom. I've
2: got more on uh, where were you when the earthquake happened. Uh, coming up a little bit later, but it, it's. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. But I, I want to get to this uh, redneck theater thing. Well, I just done.
1: very briefly, the fact that the two Bay Area teams, yeah, that's, were playing yeah. in the World Series, which is just amazing. When it, it just it's it's if it were a screenplay, it's just too obvious. Yeah, just so strange, tragic. Um,
2: so what is it? Can you set this up for us, Sean, so we know what we're about to hear?
3: So there was a, uh, uh, there, there is a couple, uh, they are married. They decided to, uh, engage in an open relationship, creating what is known as a thruple. So it's a couple <laughs> plus one. Oh, I <laughs> see. Making three. Sounds fun. Therefore, a thruple. Right. So this married gentleman decides to move in with the third equation. Uh, the third variable in this equation is his side okay. piece, as it were side piece uh, moves in there they have a they have a falling out over chores because people are complicated and relationships are hard sure she apparently reacts to this by ramming him on his motorcycle with her car Mm. the wife none too pleased uh tracks her down begins to i guess pull her out of the car and pummel her upon the side of the road sorry and that's where we pick up the story with these 911 calls the last voice you will hear on this is the husband in said thruple
0: well, there's a wreck south of what It's about two miles, and there's people beating each other up on the side of the road in the median. There's people beating each other up? Oh, my God. Everybody, this is a wreck on, on Highway 81. They're beating
3: each other
2: up. She jumped on her like a spider monkey and just took her to the ground. I mean, and she's just beating the snot out of her. And she's delivering these hammer fist blows to Amanda's face, just,
3: I mean, just rocking her world. Oh, I get it. It's, it's, like, it's like some Jerry Springer
1: that's the husband yes
3: <laughs>
1: he's in a relationship with two women i am still single <laughs> he's really enjoying the uh, like the wrestling uh, description the rash he jumped
2: thing. on her like a spider monkey right that's a good one you know first of all
1: raining these hammer blows down on amanda's uh-huh. face
2: when you decide i'm gonna have a, a wife and a girlfriend and see how this works you're not imagining you know what's gonna go wrong what's gonna blow this up is who does the laundry you don't think that's the like going to be the sticking part,
1: right? That's what's going to lead to a ramming and hammer blows. Spider monkey, spider monkey jumps. on
2: her like a spider monkey, right? Oh my
1: god! Wow,
2: oh, we got to
0: get back into that later. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump on Syria. While well, the U.S. shouldn't even be there, he's saying we got a new poll on impeachment and one national restaurant chain stepping up with college tuition for employees.
2: Jumped on her like a spider monkey.
1: Oh, rain down the hammer, <laughs> Saw an interesting tweet from a fellow by the name of Ed Solomon. Remember the name, Ed Solomon. Here's what he said. At the cafe where I'm writing, the people next to me were disagreeing about the origins of the movie Men in Black. I said... If you'd like, I could clear that up for you. One responded, I'm sorry, we don't need an old white male's mansplanation. So I apologized. And that was that. Ed Solomon, who wrote Men in Black, <laughs> that's said, pretty good. I can clear that up for you. And they lashed out because he was a white man. Now, in what sense is that not pure, 100% distilled racism?
2: Interesting, yeah. Um, we got a number of pretty good things today that uh, that we can get to. Um, Ronan, Far- Ronan Farrow's making the rounds
3: uh, with yep. his book. Sinatra. <clears throat> Excuse me. Got it. I'm catching whatever you have. <laughs> Sounded like you sneezed Sinatra. <laughs> what? <laughs> Among <laughs> other things on the way, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips.
2: Well, we
0: got a senior U.S. delegation in Turkey right now for meetings with the Turkish President Erdogan on an improbable mission to push for a ceasefire in northern Syria.
1: The Turks don't give a damn what we want yep. them to do. Yep, sanctions and all. They they. It's been made clear. I listened to an interview with the Turkish ambassador. They don't give a damn. Yep.
2: I was worked up about this for a couple of days. I'm starting to think that that this might turn into one of those deals that I've seen throughout my radio career of following news now, where all of a sudden, some area in the Middle East is like the focus of everything. Yes. And then it just goes away. Nothing gets solved.
1: Palis- Continues to be a horror for the people who live there. Yeah,
2: Palestinians, right. uh, Israelis—that that burbles up every now and right. then. Where it's like, oh, this is a huge deal. How are we going to solve it? Everybody talks
1: about it it's in the media, and then it just goes away. Problem doesn't get solved; It just goes away. I think this is going to be one of those. Yeah, somebody was besetting Jordan at one point. I remember. Uh, listen, I've—it's been a long time since I've felt this. Uh, I've found it this difficult to come to any sort of strong opinion. On an issue, even in the Middle East, this is such a tough one because the interventionist mindset has become so all all it's so pervasive these days. We are so used to being so involved in the Middle East. Uh, Party, both parties, uh, administrations, and Congress, and the rest of it. Somebody saying, "Look, let them fight. It's their land. It's their border. I know we've been there for a long time." What if ISIS resurges? Well, then we'll deal with it. Right. Ah.
2: Like you said yesterday, there are places around the world where one country or group is attempting to take something from another country or group and slaughtering people.
1: Happens around Africa all the time. We don't send troops and decide we're going to fix it. We let them work it out, for better or worse. If we were going to get really deep into foreign policy slash ethical weeds, we could talk about how Iraq was different because we broke it. Um, And so pulling out precipitously, as I yeah. believe Obama did, um, gave ISIS the chance to get going in that area. The Syria-Turkey thing, the Syria-Turkey-Kurd thing, is different in that it's hundreds of years old. It's the old stupid post-World War One drawing of borders. It's a permanent uh, cesspool of hatred. And I just don't know that we should... You know, have a permanent police force there. I just, I don't know, too expensive and too ins- too bloody. Yesterday, but I don't know. Yesterday,
0: President Trump was talking with reporters at the White House saying the U.S. really shouldn't be in the region. Our soldiers are not in harm's way, as they shouldn't be as two countries fight over land. That has nothing to do with us. Lawmakers, though, feel differently. The House passed a bipartisan condemnation of the U.S. troop withdrawal in a 354-60 to 60 vote with more than two-thirds of Republicans voting with the Democrats in favor of it.
2: Lindsey Graham, who's been a... Uh, you have some of that? Okay. I do
0: indeed. Senator Lindsey Graham was most vocal about the president's decision. The president's decision here I think is the biggest mistake of his presidency. And I will not ever be quiet.
1: Now, here's here's what happened. What was the next thing you're going to do? I was just
0: going to have Trump firing back, mm-hmm. Lindsey. Okay. Yeah, yeah, here, Lindsey Graham would like to stay in the Middle East for the next thousand years with thousands of soldiers and fighting other people's wars.
1: I want to get out of the Middle East. I think Lindsey's should focus right now on judiciary. So, listen, uh, uh, trust me on this. I. I I'm not trying to spin, because everybody's spinning like crazy on yeah. this story. Yeah. Republicans and Democrats. What happened was, Erdogan said, look, we're going into northern Syria. We want the Kurds away from our border. Trump wrote him this letter. Whatever you think of the letter, said, don't do it. Let's work out a deal. We can negotiate. You'll look like a monster if you do this. There's no green light. Then Trump said to our guys, get out of there. Which made it much easier for Turkey and much less risky for Turkey to do what they were saying Mm -hmm. they were going to do. So it's not like Trump played no role in it. But it was not a green light. Turkey having done that, the region is much less stable and much more bloody. But what should Trump have done? I need Lindsey Graham to say that specifically. He should have quadrupled the number of guys in those tiny little outposts so that Erdogan didn't dare. If if you are willing to risk our guys, say so out loud. And, and it used to be we'd get involved in all these things because oil was so important. Right. And, and And, you know, it, it's easy to say that and people think oh war for oil blah blah no it's the world economy it's the functioning of the modern world it depends on oil so it's not like so some texas guy can get richer it's so that we don't go into a worldwide depression so oil was well oil is incredibly important and the middle east used to be most of the oil but it's just not anymore couple of other notes. Chipotle is going to be paying for its
0: employees to get a tech or business degree. It's a new program. It's going to launch next month. It is the restaurant chain's latest attempt to attract and hang on to talent. Learn things like how long to refrigerate the chicken. <laughs> <Yeah>. Employees who <laughs> bet. That's the...
2: unfair. I love Chipotle. I just like making the <laughs> jokes, but... I'll eat there anytime.
0: Employees who've been with the company for at least 120 days work a minimum of 15 hours a week, can choose from 75 different degree programs. The How emplo- many degrees
1: to store the pork at, for instance. Oof.
0: The employees would stay with Chipotle while in school, and the company asked them to remain there for at least six months after they earned their degrees. Cool. I like that. Yeah. And one last note, Game 4 of the American League Championship Series between the Astros and the Yankees rained out last night in the Bronx. Game 4 is going to be played now tonight. So I watched the end of Game 2
2: last night on the DVR, which was a very exciting game. Very, very exciting game. So I'm liking this. Um, I hope it lasts for a while. To face the... Boy, like we said yesterday, yep. if it's Yankees
0: Nationals, though,
2: every cable news host you see lives in one of those two towns
0: yep. and has become a fan all of a sudden. <laughs> There you go, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips the Armstrong at Getty Show The Conscience of the Nation. I like the baseball.
1: I like oh, playoff yeah. baseball. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just it's well, it's like playoff basketball. Instead of each game being one hundred one one hundred and sixty second of you know, the uh, the season's success or failure, it's it's live or die every night um well, com- all right that's a gross overstatement it's been quite a while since anybody's died on a baseball field
2: <laughs> um uh mitch mcconnell the, hopes of the fans live and die jack mitch mcconnell laid out yesterday how impeachment is going to work in the senate i was surprised this didn't get more attention you know did a powerpoint the whole um the president's being impeached has kind of sucked the air out of some of the air out of the room but not all of it i mean it's just
1: I'm on, I, I keep having to be reminded that it's still going on. Well, and it seems so phony to me. I, I just, I don't have, the, there's, there's not the golden nugget yet. The golden nugget of guilt. Mm. To me, that phone call is Is nothing. It's bad diplomacy in my mind, but it's not impeachable. But I hear Republicans saying it, it's pretty much inevitable.
2: I also want to get to this. Is your kid a picky eater, or do they actually have some sort of uh, like psychological medical condition? or are they just a picky eater. The advice from one of the top experts on this sort of thing will be very helpful to a certain number of us parents in okay. our views
1: of that whole thing. Fabulous. And from the department of of if I Joe Getty had become a judge three drunken judges went out after a judicial conference and it ended up with a uh, a shooting. Oh. What happened to sober as a judge? Uh Here's why I, it, it's if I had become a judge and this is going out, especially to my old buddy, Mike, the lawyer, who might be a judge someday. Um, and, and I almost went to law school so I could see this being us without the violence because we're both very peaceful men. The three got hammered at a judicial a judicial conference <laughs> and decided to go to a strip club. There you go. But couldn't find one. And ended up at a White Castle restaurant. <laughs> Close. <laughs> How drunken Midwesterners is this? this yeah. <laughs> what happened next will shock you.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Damn it.
2: Yes, LeBron James is getting a lot of heat for not taking a stand against China and their oppression, with people even burning his jersey in Hong Kong. Which, by the way, if the NBA kept statistics of most jerseys burned, I think LeBron would dominate that too. Yeah, yeah, Hong Kong burns his jersey, Cleveland burned his jersey, Miami burned his jersey. Like, forget Nike, LeBron should get sponsored by a Kingsford lighter fluid, that's what they should do. <laughs> CBS News is reporting two Americans arrested in China on suspicion of organizing others to illegally cross the border could be held for months or years, which is the sort of thing that the president might have to jump into. and uh, Illegal
1: immigration into China? What? I don't know. huh? Uh, coming up in a little bit,
2: I had read reports that the Senate... If impeachment goes that far that the Senate might just immediately dismiss the whole thing, vote, and it'd be over, apparently they don't think that can happen. Mitch McConnell talked about it yesterday. We'll have more details on that coming up. So if it goes that far, there's going to be a full-on trial in the Senate, it looks like.
1: I will promise to stay tuned if you promise to do your Mitch McConnell imitation. <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple of news items to consider very briefly. GM and the United Auto Workers have uh, reached a deal to end their strike after... Um, a tremendous amount of time, I guess. Uh, the workers had all missed two paychecks and were going on a third, so they're thinking that's going to impact the economy in the Midwest. The Brexit deal has been reached between the EU and the UK leaders. Now, all that needs to happen is for Parliament to approve the deal, and they're already coming out and saying this is even worse than the last one we rejected. Hey, now! So I, I, that is as much as I'm paying attention to Brexit. They've warned me out. Well, for Either me? do it or do not I hate to admit this, Jack, but I've been drunk in Indiana. Three Indiana judges. I have two at an Indianapolis Colts game. Hmm.
2: Sorry. And then that. going out on the town afterwards. It's good times.
1: I've uh, yes, well, I don't uh, care to relive some of the memories, but it wasn't as bad as this. I will t- tell you this nobody dies in this story. Um which will help you enjoy it a little bit because it takes a hell of a turn.
0: I just love Indiana.
1: So there's, uh, uh, there's Hillary. These three judges were at a judicial conference in Indiana. What do you do at conferences? Drink. They do. They get hammered and decide to go out to a strip club. Now, this is two guy judges and a lady judge. Oh, really? So they think they want to go to a strip club. I don't know about her judgment. Well, gee, many they this the article says they tried to go out to a strip club what does that mean i don't know <laughs> maybe they couldn't find one
3: when attempting to go to one i have never <laughs> failed
1: <laughs> to go to us, <laughs> right? You're not trying very hard yeah. if you don't. Anyway, uh, but instead ended up at a White Castle. Okay. Oh, the club was closed.
2: That's it, a burger place. Depending on where you live in the country, you might not know that. That's a burger. place. Little
1: square burgers that are eaten by drunk people. Roughly eighty percent. If you're of the
2: in time. the South, Crystal Burger. If you're in the Midwest, yeah. White Castle. Is they there, were the
1: the
3: the driving force behind the slider craze,
1: right? Oh like yeah, yeah, many yeah, Burgers. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly.
3: Yeah, uh, little little square burgers,
2: uh, often eaten by drunks in the middle of the night.
1: Yes. yes. <laughs> indeed so they're standing outside the restaurant probably jamming way too many of these into their faces um because here's the habeas corpus Whoa, the- <laughs> I'm gonna write a writ of Hungry. Oh, blah, blah, blah. They're they're smallish and they're inexpensiveish, and you're drunkish, so you don't order a reasonable number of them. You think, ah, hell, look, give me fifteen of them. I
2: mean, <laughs> you just, I've come out on like a Crystal Burger or one of those places with bags of those things at two right. thirty in the morning.
1: It's a terrible idea. <laughs> I'm just I'm just hey, a, little, a little extra for breakfast. Here's here's a hint: you're just renting that burger. Oh, you're wow. not gonna own it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so they're standing outside the Whitey Casals, hammered in the middle of the night. Two guys in an SUV drive by and shout something at the group. The drunk lady judge gives them both barrels. There you go. She ain't putting up with it. No, yeah. I know the law. I tell you what, and speaking of inebriation... Often, it's the woman who will step back when violence ensues who who incites the violence. I've seen that quite
2: a number of times in my life in various bars.
1: Yeah. Now, giving the finger isn't necessarily inciting violence, but in this case, it did. Well, the it two shouldn't men be, in, but some people take it that way. Right, it's the, an escalation of sorts. It, it's a provocation. Yeah. The two men in the SUV, Brandon Kaiser and Alfredo Vasquez, got into a verbal altercation with the two feller judges. And then they got to throw in dogs, as drunks will do, late at night. Adams, who's the judge, and Vasquez squared off and were pummeling each other while Jacobs and Kaiser uh, fought on the ground. At one point, the ass-kicking Judge Jacobs gets on top of Kaiser, pinning him down. Well, Kaiser God dang. pulls a gun, shoots the, the judge in the stomach. Oh, my God. And then they're dealing with the sort of people that carry guns, right? And are looking for a scrape in the middle of the night at White Castle, which is why you don't start this stuff. You don't know who you're going to fight anyway. Having shot his opponent, he goes over and shoots the other judge twice in the chest.
2: Wow. That's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Both judges hospitalized for days after the shooting, but both recovered. Way to flip off some gangbangers, lady judge. Yeah, well, the drunken lady judge is said, I'm not denying that I said something or egged it on because I drink. I mean, I fully acknowledge that I drink and get mouthy, and I'm fiery and I'm feisty. You know what that is? Poor judgment. But if I ever thought for a second they were going to fight or that they had a gun on him, I would never, never have done it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's why you don't do it. If you haven't thought, well, she's a judge. I don't know. That's she's incredibly to, poor she's judgment. She's used to everybody kowtowing and doing exactly what she says in the courtroom. I would think as a judge, you've
2: seen enough of that crowd come through your courtroom. Yeah, would no kidding. You'd be, and you've heard enough of these cases. You know that's the way a lot of people react
1: to things. And here's your here's your punchline. These three esteemed jurists were pouring PBR down their throats, folks. They weren't enjoying martinis, you know, top-shelf vodka no, they are pouring PBR in their, their I mean, gullets before going out for sliders and and skanks since that was their original. Drinking plan.
3: Pabst Blue Ribbon and trying to go to a strip club, whatever that means. If you're pairing something with White Castle sliders, Pabst is a pretty good choice. It's
1: not bad. Uh Somalier, Somalier. <laughs> what would you pair with these greasy suspect burgers? Do you have a buttery shard. <laughs> have you considered a blue ribbon from Pabst wineries? <laughs> Wow, unbelievable. So uh, the, the very the shooters probably going to go to jail for a very long time as he should. Uh, all the judges are facing bad judgy charges and are, you know, at risk of losing their judginess. But uh wow. wow. That's a nice night. Way to go. Good decisions made
2: oh, all the way around. And they're grown ups, right? Full on grown ups. Oh, you yeah. have to be to be a judge. Come on. Jeez, that's something. Yeah, no kidding um we'll get into the uh how the senate's going to handle impeachment which according to a lot of republicans in the senate they fully believe is going to happen it's not it's it's just a matter of when not if Wow. so i find that interesting i wanted to get into this picky eating thing because i got a couple of kids in that stage right now picky eating is it uh, uh just a childhood stage yes almost always or a serious disorder very rarely Um, but I'll skip to the punchline before I do more of this later. One of the experts involved in this, and he's a doctor, nutrition psychologist, knows all about this sort of stuff and all that sort of stuff. And I want to read this to my wife says, um, the whole letting them be hungry when they go to bed. So maybe tomorrow night they will eat is a perfectly reasonable way to handle it. It's Hmm. not going to hurt anything. Which has been my belief for a long time. Mm, Uh, My wife, food insecurity. Yeah, you know. Okay, fine. Be hungry. Maybe tomorrow night. Maybe it'll taste a little better. I don't know. Is a perfect, according to this doctor, a perfectly good way to handle it. Uh, More on that later on the Armstrong and Getty Show.